This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, guys. Jeremy Conn in for Nick Costas. Ken Barkley here, as always, at You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM right here on the BetQL Network. Lots to go over and some of the things that we've been talking about. And I know we a little supermarket. Right? I do that all the time. Sports market sweep. Excuse me. I was, I was even reading it to make sure I got it down in the ah, commercial break. Came out with the damn supermarket, like we're buying cantaloupes or something. Um, Anyway, (laughs) that being said, uh, which we'll get into, uh, you know, we were talking a little summer league and some other things. How how much do you get into? I hate saying ancillary because I know you you follow all everything and try to find an edge everywhere. But is that something that you continuously dive into? Like, have you been where you Wimbledon all like leading up to this? Did you get? And I don't like calling that. you know, ancillary sports, it's, it's a big event, but you get what I mean. It's not one of the four majors. Yeah, I do. I, I've done a bad job this summer sometimes of, I feel like my, my gas tanks, like a little too empty right now mm-hmm. to, because I, I, last summer, I think I did a really good job betting summer league and, and trying to figure out who was going to win it. And like all of the weird permutations, they had a, a funny schedule last year or a funny, uh, what am I looking for here? Like a playoff structure where the only the top two teams made it to the final and then played one game and that determined who won. And there were like 30 <laughs> teams. So it was just like really real. And there were, it was like, you know, one team was undefeated and there was like an 11 way tie at three and one. Cause you don't play four games just like this year. You know, I play four games and then they determine who the playoff teams are. So you were just like, all right, trying to solve that. That was a new structure. Okay. Does the market understand that that's happening? uh who's playing for these teams and even like who's you know in, in for for summer league like who's gonna play the whole way or is any of these guys gonna sit out kind of having an idea and so i was kind of out because it started when i was on vacation this year so i was like um uh you know like maybe i won't pay attention this year i know Wembenyama and like scoot and brandon miller are all playing but kind of like out of it and then i i had a conversation with someone a couple hours before the show who's really into these ancillary things. And I usually am, but like really, like really into them and was really, was really into the Derby last night and is really into this. (laughs) And so, but when someone has that energy that like gets me back into it again. So I, I immediately start asking a bunch of questions. All right. Did they change the playoff structure? Yes. Now it's four teams instead of two, they play a two game playoff. Like they play four to two to one and, uh, and every team plays four games. Then they pick the four teams. Okay. Like, is there anything else interesting going on? And this is what, by the way, for people who are like, well, what were you doing during the home run derby? I started looking at this. And then this morning I like really started the, uh, uh, it's some of the teams that are expected to be really good have already started sitting players, which is pretty interesting. Not every team always does that. Uh, some teams that are not favored to win, but like still given a chance to win and like make the, that four team playoff and win have already started resting guys, uh, Houston, Indiana, uh, we don't know what Oklahoma City is going to do. They play their second game tonight. 
Chet Holmgren is on that roster. So that would be another player to like think about. Is that somebody who's going to play even like, okay, play four games. Is he going to play the playoff games too? Do they care? The, usually the answer is no. <laughs> and okay. Like this is, this is all really interesting. Cause it's okay. If, if we're having this much trouble figuring this stuff out, then the betting market is probably kind of confused about who's playing and who's not, or at least like how absences matter. Can teams still win if they're missing star players, that kind of stuff. So you end up with all this confusion and those can be really fun markets to bet into. So like I had, I had, I can tell you what, I had infinity more fun thinking about this for a couple hours before the show than I did with anything with the home run derby last night and anything with the all-star <laughs> game tonight, um, just to give you an idea. So, you know, okay. Like the teams that are currently two and O three and O what are their last two games or last game left? The Cavs uh, are the only team that are, that are three and O currently they've played three games. They've won all of them. They only have one game left. So there, if you're like, look at the market, you go Cavs are favorite. How are the Cavs favorite to win the summer leagues? Because they're the team that's by far the most likely to be in the fourteen playoff. They have one game left, <laughs> so they could probably yeah. even lose it. I mean, and uh, Imani Bates is their best player, who people remember is like Memphis, and then the transfer to what was it, Eastern Michigan or whatever, and that it just it's you know kind of like a, a was formerly a number one recruit. So it's just been really interesting to kind of go through that, and you know I don't I don't have like the answer for what the what the valuable bet is necessarily but i think there's a lot of ambiguity in pricing where like it's a good market to bet into mvp isn't it's only dealt in one place there's a pretty big favorite who i totally agree with uh but which is uh keontae george who's the best player for utah but in terms of who's going to win it's still extremely wide open and if you're paying attention to kind of who's playing and not playing and you start to look at who these teams have the rest of the way and you just start to play this out a little bit the likelihood here's the best way to put it the likelihood the market's going to get it totally dead right really low just really not not likely that they're going to just nail this and you know you're not going to be able to bet thousands of dollars into this but you it's actually offered at enough places it's really not bad so I, I spent a bunch of time on that, trying to project the two games, most likely playoff teams, who's sitting, what on earth are the Thunder doing? Because they're one of the most interesting teams. They've only played one game. They play the night. Um, that just adds, again, it's, it's just as an intellectual curiosity exercise, that Summer League was was a hundred times the fun that, uh, that anything going on tonight in baseball or last night in baseball was. Well, and it seems so, too, like even so first off, obviously, a lot of the rookies, which guys that aren't rookies that are coming back to play again, how much better they get. Like everybody was talking about uh, was it the Rockets, big man, Jabari, um, Jalen Williams from the Thunder. Who's uh, who's Jabari's done, by the way. Jabari's not playing anymore. Tari Eason's not playing anymore. Like these are two of the Rockets' best players. Jabari's their best player in summer league, at least. And uh, and they were, you know, probably I don't know what they were pre-tournament, but they had to be one of the favorites because their roster was really good because these guys were all showing up to play, right? Just like how Chet's playing for the Thunder. And as those guys drop out, you almost get this kind of like uncertainty in the market about like, well, wait, but they won or their record's good, but they're not like Indiana. This is happening to right now. Like, I don't think Indiana gets in a playoff game against any of these other rosters. If the guys are playing, I don't think Indiana's going to win. Like they're not playing anybody mm-hmm. anymore. So like maybe they make it and then they're kind of a throwout or whatever. Um, the Cavs, I have no idea what to do with, but to your point, like just that exercise of like, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of information. Like what, what is the news? And maybe there is, and I just don't know how to find it or where it is. Like, what is the news and information about the all-star game? Where is the angle? Where is, where is the piece of information, the soundbite from the press conference, the quote, the injury news, the whatever that's like creates a bet that's interesting. 
I just find like this giant barrier to entry with Home Run Derby and All-Star Game this year. It doesn't have to be every year when the Home Run Derby has been great previously for a couple of ways. Just this year, it just didn't seem like it had that as much of that. And that can be my fault too. I just, I, you know, I just didn't, didn't find anything that I liked so much. And I just go wherever I find the things that I like. See, and that's the, the one of the fun things about the Summer League is it's, Summer League is really big in daily fantasy too. Um, and one of the things that I loved about playing daily fantasy summer league is that the guys that write these articles that work for these sites, they go out and they find all the articles about minutes who could be set. The same thing you guys are talking about. And I know we were discussing it in the commercial break back and forth, but yeah, um, player availability. There is, there's, yeah, there, there's a lot of edges to be had there and in, in doing that. But I think you're right. Like all this talk, it's, it's way more interesting than just the best of the all-star games and, you know, the, the home run derby, which. I think you could just cut all the times in half and make this thing more interesting if they only batted for a minute and a half and had a chance to win 30 extra seconds or whatever. Probably would have shaved an hour off it, made it way more interesting, to say the least. But, you know, again, but the preparation for it. I think I think you're big into the same thing I am. Like, I like doing the research and seeing if my research works out. Like, to me, that's a big thing and knowing, um, all right, so I put in all this time and effort looking for this. Like, if it was football season – Am I looking at wide receiver cornerback matchups or the type of defense a team typically runs against this set or that's it? Like one of the things I found is like Kirk Cousins is amazing against man defense. And I remember betting him years ago against the Arizona Cardinals and they came back, they end up losing the game, but they covered. Uh, and I think he had like this amazing game. So like little things like that that really help out in what you're trying to, you know, what, what you're trying to figure out, which is eventually how to win money at this. So. Um, I think that's big, and, and with the NBA Summer League, this is just fun because it's a, there's a lot of guys where you don't know the players, and then once you find out who these – I remember when Kyle Kuzma burst on the scene and Donovan Mitchell, so um, some of this stuff is really fun. Yeah, and I, just to uh, to go circle back to something that you said before, yeah, I mean, it's just – and it's – it you don't have to be like do – there's – in sports betting, especially at like a professional level, you definitely don't have to like do all of your own work to – to make money like that's not how it really works right like you have you do have the people that are originating that are like doing the thing that you like to do to a certain extent mm -hmm. now they don't have to be doing the same type of work that you're doing but they're they're like working the problem right they're like aware of what's going on in a the sport they're aware of injuries they're aware of weather they're searching for something that could be actionable <clears throat> in any given sport and then you kind of have the people that tend to fund those people Right. Like that that yeah. person does their work and then they give it to someone else and they bet it everywhere. And then there's a relationship there or that maybe the person's like a lone wolf and they do it all themselves and they bet themselves. And that's great. Maybe you're part of a group. Maybe you're just like a, maybe there's just a circle of friends and all of you kind of take different sports and you share information across. That happens too, obviously, some of the time. And uh, and it's it's fun when that happens, too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I, I like I wouldn't say the most fun part. The most fun part is still winning. <laughs> but the most fun yes. part, the second most fun part is doing the work. And when you, the moment when you kind of know you have something is really, it's just like unbeatable as a, it's not even like a yeah. rush because it's not that adrenaline. It's not like you're in a backdoor NFL game and it's, you have, you know, seven and it's sitting 10 or something. So there's like a, you know, a potential backdoor cover and play on a final possession. It's not really like that, but just, it's like that sense of like being like, it's rewarding that you, Hey, like I, I did this work and like, yeah, look at like how this market is shaped that's not right. And I know that's not yeah. right. Like, I know that's not right. Like that being able to even, and not in, in, not in every market will you be able to think that, but just like to know, even if it's like information, there's an injury and that hasn't been reflected in the market yet. And you happen to know it, like just that I know 
Like, I know that this yeah. is off. I know it is. Um, finding those things, and they can be for as little money or as, as much money as, as you can do it. Um, yeah, those are really fun, too. I don't, I don't know if Summer League winner is necessarily one of those things, but I do think yeah. it's kind of like the awards that we talk about sometimes where, okay, like, I don't know that I have this absolutely right, but I can kind of cross off more teams than I'm supposed to be able to the way this is priced. And I can cross off more prices that have no chance than I'm supposed to be able to. And maybe that doesn't create like the circle golden answer. And like this team gets all the money, but I can at least like make the task worth attempting to try to get who the winner is and try to gather some prices. And uh, cause we do awards like that all the time. And we end up being like, Hey, that guy's five to one. Actually it's, it's a million to one. He has no chance being able to cross him gets you a little leeway to try to find some bets on some other guys because how the, the markets are priced. Well, I've always said when I listen to anything, like shows-wise, if I'm listening to a podcast or even a radio show, i got to be entertained or informed. And the funny thing about doing these shows when we talk about the future markets is I always feel like I'm learning something because it's not, it's not necessarily my forte, and i got no problem admitting that. Um, I'm more of a games and then grinding it out. I, I like finding if there's a – a team that hits four seam fastballs and we've got a pitcher coming in that's going to throw 72 percent of them yes yeah i i like that stuff but uh, again the the long form that you guys do i think there's something special about it because i remember the first time being on here when you said uh yoshida can't win you know we were talking about it like he's just not he's not in that group and then i'm looking at everywhere and he's number he's like first across the board and i'm like you're telling me the guy in first can't win and everybody keeps betting him so yeah i thought it was uh, he is, he's the most heavily bet bet mgm puts out mm -hmm. these emails all the time we get them with who the mess, most bet players are it's like who is the uh i want to get the terminology right it's like who is taking the most number of bets what's the biggest liability which is more about loss from the sportsbook standpoint and uh who's the current betting favorite or something and i think we got one for awards maybe a month ago something like that it hasn't it hasn't happened recently we'll probably get another mm -hmm. one pretty soon and it's not that there's anything actionable in it but it does kind of confirm if you're like man because I, I oftentimes i'll kind of look and i'll be like we're really not going to move yoshida to like eight to one we're just not going to do that <laughs> like i'm i'm firing in everything on the other two guys and i'm getting their prices to move and the book's response to moving like josh young's prices down when i bet it is to move like some other guys prices up and not yoshida and i'm just like man you get and i go and the, but then when you read that email you get it because it's like man they took so much money on yoshi they took so much money he's the biggest liability he has the most bets like they took a lot of money like well raise his price we're gonna do that like they don't want any more yoshida money um so it's just you it's funny that. to when you learn that to be like oh like really? And then and then the best part is then to turn around and be like, well, that's really stupid. Now I want to bet even more. <laughs> like now it's I'm yeah. not even competing against anybody. Like I'm not there's not anybody smart out there betting him. It's just like this totality of dumb that's out there betting on him. And it doesn't and I you know, like I it's hyperbole like that he has zero percent chance. He's just his his likelihood of winning. We did rookie of the year yesterday, by the way, so we don't have to do a lot today. His okay. likelihood of winning is nowhere close to his price and that has been true every day of the entire season there's never been a day of the season so far, maybe for like games one through ten where his chances of winning were accurately reflected in his price and it's just not even close so can he win sure when i say zero what i kind of mean is like you're it's the grand canyon between his actual percent chance to win and the price so you'd never bet it ever at least not now and yeah it's 25 home runs after the all-star break and he wins i'm sure there will be a point where he becomes bettable but like think about what has to happen for that to happen 
but they've been giving him games off and all kind. Like it's just been. Yeah, it's, he's on a tear. Strange. Kind of sucks. Yeah. He's had like six multi-hit yeah. games in a row or something. So he's he's beefed up his resume enough that you're like, I mean, I can you should never ever bet him. I mean, never bet him right now. But uh, yeah. you, I can't put it this way. I can take guys off my list. Like, don't even have to care. I can't take him off the list. And I was hoping I'd be able to do that by now. I get that. All right, we're going to sports market sweep. It's coming up. Ken's got some numbers. We'll take a look at it. Jeremy Conn, Ken Barkley. It's You Better You Bet right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you by BetMGM. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network.